Alrighty, Creedcast Review coming at you with a massive review of a massive game, a massive result, so many massive things. Uh, Robbie's massive kick, Ollie's massive kick, Trav's massive kick. So many wonderful moments late in that game to really give us such a great feeling of momentum heading into the finals. It's our final game of the home and away season that we just completed with a win and miraculously, miraculously, after what felt like it was uh, never an opportunity uh, to do so um, for a few weeks back, we have finished top two. We have finished second. We've got a home qualifying final coming up this week against Geelong. Who was predicting that? I was more or less certain that we were going to be playing away in the first week and just, well, if we finished top four. I just didn't think the top two was um, feasible a few weeks back, but we did it. We, we, kept, we stuck with it uh, with a great run of uh, quiet momentum over the last few weeks, uh, got the result this week and let, let it all play out for ourselves. We took, it, we took every opportunity we could to see where we could end up and with the others falling away just a touch in the last few weeks, including the Bulldogs more than any, uh, we get the top two finish. So that's an uh, absolute reward for our efforts. Uh, despite the inconsistencies at, time this year, at times this year, uh, you can only finish where you can finish. And so that's, a, that's a, a testament to us and our season. But it's only just beginning. But this is the review. So that means the review will win. We get the J-Rock. Johnny Big Redemption like No I'm talking about Hold up Whoa, 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 whoa Get out the way, get out the way Got my beer poured. I'm ready to fucking talk about this one. What a result. What a massive game. It was um, one we were, you know, we've been looking to these kind of games all year as a, as, a, as a cider to where we are. And we've failed at times. And, you know, failure in, in footy games is a, is, is a loaded term because, you know, some games have been bigger failures than others. There's some that we've actually been in and just let it slip at times. And then others that we've uh, been absolutely blown out of the water. But thankfully, a lot of those are earlier in the year. Uh, but we still haven't quite got across the line up until maybe the Sydney result was a massive one for um, in a genuine finals atmosphere against a genuinely good team. It was probably the first time we'd really got a good win. Um, Richmond earlier in the year felt like it at the time, but I guess in hindsight maybe we were just catching them before we all knew <laughs> before we knew what was coming. Um, but you know they've been they won the premiership three of the last four years, so they were still at the time. Uh, it's still a great result, but. We were looking to these kind of games, the pace setters of this year, and Sydney have been at times, but it's still been a little bit under, uh, kind of out of kilter at times. They haven't been quite been the pace setter that the likes of uh, Geelong, uh, certainly as the season got going, uh, as well as Melbourne. And uh, Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs have been two teams that since the start of the year have set the pace for all of us to chase down. Inexplicably, the Western Bulldogs have now found themselves outside of the top five going into uh, top four going into the finals. They've finished fifth. Uh, it's a catastrophic failure really compared to where they were sitting all year uh, certainly they're still in the finals and they'll be hoping um, and they're the one team that can actually say we've done it from here before uh outside the top four so they're they're every chance with how good they have been at times this year but they were a pace setter all year them and melbourne uh, were undefeated for a large portion and then they were the two teams coming up against each other in their games that you're really looking to see who was the best? And at times this year, the Western Bulldogs looked unbeatable, unplayable. Their midfield, um, maybe their one weakness a little bit, their defense, but they're still, with what they can do and control the ball and how well they can play through the midfield and score, 
at times this year, they just, I said um, after we lost to them earlier this year, uh, they were probably my, the, my favorite midfield and the best team. I thought they were the best team going at that moment. The best team going at that moment in the footy season always changes because now Geelong have finished top and you could make an argument for them, but then uh, there's they're still, they're, you know, um, sorry, Melbourne finished top. What am I talking about? Um, Melbourne finished top. Uh, Geelong, um, <laughs> I'm forgetting the last 30 seconds of that incredible match last night. That's, is it was ingrained. This is just a sidebar because I did make that fluff. I think I might have mentioned earlier in the pod that Geelong finished top. Maybe I can't remember. Um, all night, especially after seeing how Geelong had dominated that second quarter, I was just like, oh, yeah, another finishing top. I was just waiting to send the tweet of the fact that we were playing Melbourne later in the game, <laughs> and then suddenly Melbourne come from nowhere and win the minor premiership after the siren. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, Melbourne have finished top, but you know, Mel- pace setters all year. Melbourne, Western Bulldogs, and then Geelong as well, and. Um, we wanted to see how we could go against one of these pace setters. And yes, Western Bulldogs haven't quite been there like they have been the last few weeks. But there's still, that team was still, you know, Bonham Pelly was down, only had 15 touches last night. That's a player that we'd expect to be getting 25 easy in a game, no, even if he's having a quiet day. We kept him to 15. Um, there's, they're just such a stacked team. Even missing Josh Bruce, obviously, that, that um, the injury is um, tragic for them. And their chances this year, possibly. But their team as a whole is still a very, very good team and we had to bring our very best footy. They've had Adam Trelaw come back in the last few weeks. He was missing for a large chunk earlier this season when they were, st- were still playing good footy. So they've got players coming back. Um, they're still missing a few, obviously, but you know, as, as have we all, the, all year this year. And yes, we, we have said that there's a reason that we haven't played as well at times, but there's still that's just footy, unfortunately. And the Western Bulldogs side that was still out there last night were, are a very good side and we did them. And we should have done them by more, to be fair. I was having a look through the stats, um, going through kind of the key team stats across the board. And, and across the board, we completely dominated them. Um, 394 to 334 disposals. So a, a 60 pl- a plus 60 advantage in disposals. Uh, kicks plus 36. Handballs plus 24. Inside 50s plus 8. So not as many, but um, just below our average, but well below their average. So... In that metric, you know, often inside 50s can, you, you can dominate inside 50s and lose plenty of times. And we were close. <laughs> we were close. But, you know, just that, that, that is a sign of the, the midfield engines working. Um, free kicks we were above as well, but hey, we're not going to talk about that. Hitouts is the one that's really, and I, I, I want, I need to, I actually should have just double checked this against someone because it almost looks like a misery. 51 to 18. Unbelievable. Our average this year is 35.5. Their average is twenty, almost 28. So they're well below average and we're well above. Um, and it, it makes sense. And clearances above, again, plus seven. Um, Santa clearances um, are even, but there's stoppages. We won won the battle there. And contested possessions, uh, plus seven, but uncontested possessions, plus 50, 54. Turnovers, pretty much even. Uh, they had one more. So you just look at those key indicators across the, across the board um, and against a team like the Bulldogs who are, are so stacked in that midfield area and really can use the ball well, um, we, just, we, we, won the, we won the match where it needed to be won. Uh, we needed to win that battle. And we still, obviously, with our um, efficiency um, inside 50, while you know, statistically is better than theirs, we certainly, um, with our, kicking, our goal-kicking efficiency wasn't there until right near the end of the... Right near the end of the game when it needed to be, but um, at 10 goals for from, you know, it's one of those rare games that you see where the team that kicks more goals loses because we <laughs> kick that many points. And that's, you know, that's the, uh, one of those little quirks about Aussie rules footy is you can, um, if you miss just badly enough to still score a point enough, then you can, that can still end up being a win. That that does, there is a, 
uh, beauty to that in the sense that it does show that we were getting plenty sh- plenty of chances. We just weren't quite converting, but we were still you still got a little bit of reward for that in the end with how the game went. So a two point win, um, one that was well deserved, and. This is a wonderful thing. You know, your two point winner, you always look and go, "Oh fuck, it's close." But it, I, I genuinely, I'm genuinely proud of the performance. I'm frustrated with plenty of aspects of it, and we'll get into that. But I'm also proud of the fact that we, by the end of it, we did nut out and find a way to win it. That's what you've got to do. Hinkley said at times um, this year for the entirety of the season, you have to find a way to build a season and win a season and find a way through your season. You have to get the get the wins on the board, enough wins on the board. And get to the finals in good form, and hopefully with your your full contingent of players. And that you know you can look at that across the season, but you look at that in a game too. Find a way to win, make it happen somewhere. There'll be times of the game, just like times in an entirety of a season, that things won't be going as well for you. And that certainly happened to this one again. Starts slow starts. When the fuck are they going to stop? I don't know. I hope so soon. Really, really soon. Like this week would be wonderful to stop doing slow starts. But please, just stop with the fucking slow starts. But it was. It's um, beyond that, we, we got the found a way to win, and that's wonderful. So we'll get into it a little bit here and, uh, and talk about the, the goods and the bads. And, you know, there is the goal kicking. There's, there's a few bads, but I'm going to be positive about it because we got the win in the end and we finished second, and I'm just so fucking happy about it and, and suddenly feeling we're in a lot better position than I thought we'd be um, earlier, probably six weeks ago maybe. So it's wonderful. Let's get into it. So I guess the main thing, like probably the main bad thing about this game, and I've already mentioned it, slow starts. It, it is just, it, it's the combination of the slow starts with the fact that uh, we don't even get ourselves on the board really until, I don't think we kick our first goal of the game until very late in the first quarter. Um, and it's only a couple of points before then. And to be fair, when you look at the um, scoring shot, there's only one scoring shot differential difference, but the Bulldogs did cut through us with relative ease for their quick first four goals. They had four goals on the board um, before halfway through the, the first quarter, and it felt um, to me there was a little bit reminiscent of the Western West Western West Coast game earlier in the year, our first loss of the year in round three, I want to say, where we and that was an away game too. So I was watching on TV, and I just remember the, the West Coast were rattling the goals on with ease and without too much resistance, and we 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 weren't actually in this one. I guess to be fair. It felt like we were we were just slightly off the ball. It didn't feel like we were completely being outclassed. It just felt like they were they were taking the most of their opportunities, and we were just slightly off. Uh, but we did manage to rest back the momentum a little bit. We couldn't quite get the score on the board late in that first quarter, but we did certainly um, prevent them from scoring much more after that. And that was um, quite key, I think, in making just kind of you kind of when it's going that way, you need to just find a way to just stop them and then find your way back into the game. Probably the frustrating, frustrating aspect of it all was that in the second quarter when um, they kicked one goal too, we kicked five points. And that's just... <laughs> and it was, we were really starting to pile the pressure on. If you look at the score worm, the Manhattan, as they call it, um, it's just a slow, it's just slight trickle downs as we score a point here and there. And then they score a goal towards the end of the, first, the second quarter. And it's just, oh, fuck, all this hard work. It felt like... We were doing so, so, so much hard work for not much reward. And that's probably one of the frustrating frustrating aspects of Port Adelaide's game. Quite often this year is just a lot of work for not much reward. And that's just, you know, the the, ins- the inside 50 efficiencies and all that stuff and the way we the way we send it inside 50. These are questions that are going to keep popping up until we win a premiership playing this, this way of footy. And, and 
it's not perfect. There is still things. We, I just feel like there's got to be a way to do things better. At, um, I don't I don't profess to know. Um, I'm not I'm not a coach, and, I'm not, and certainly these guys, I do trust them to find a way. It's just, and maybe it's because we microanalyze our own team more than any others. We're finished second, so there's obviously other teams doing just <laughs> doing worse than us. Not many doing better. So it is something that. Um, but I just do think with the amount of opportunities we create with um you know that midfield and getting get it, we just we we bomb it we just bomb it in sometimes aimlessly I think even one at one point um, one of the commentators mentioned that uh, with the Western Bulldogs inside fifties entries they were really finding a way to penetrate deep inside fifty whereas we were like our kicks were just we were just bombing from you know it's the center square so they're only the air inside fifty entries are only kind of getting into the 45, 45 meter range out from goal rather than being really deeply penetrating, nice kicks. Um, I don't know how many t- more times I can say deeply penetrating on this podcast without saying that's what she said. Um, but uh, I guess I guess no more times because I just did it. Um, but it it just it just felt it felt like we just we were getting enough of the ball and finding ways to kind of get we just weren't they weren't just efficient inside of fifty entries. So hence the stat I guess. But it just what was frustrating me at halftime was just, it felt like we'd actually been playing all right, especially in that second quarter. We dominated the play and we dominated starting to get that, those statistical area domination that was coming in that second quarter. We just weren't getting any reward for it. We were, we were missing gettable kicks and that's and there's a lot of people guilty of that, whether it be, you know, Marshall missed one at some point in that game that we probably should be getting a lot closer. It was Sometimes it was the nature of the misses with absolute shanks, really. Um, but Boak was, I'm not, don't want to just sit there and shit on Marshall because Boak missed one. There was a few others. It was just, a lot of misses, and that's unfortunate and annoying, and really frustrating at halftime. Sitting there thinking, "Fuck, we've done so much work, and we've actually the this, the deficit has extended, rather than um, come back based on the the way we've been playing." But then the third quarter happens, and holy shit, we can do. We're doing the thing. We're doing the thing that we know that we can do, but we're actually doing the thing now. Three quick goals rattle off, and all of a sudden it's back tied. I remember. <laughs> I mean, too much information, but the missus went to go to the bathroom and she's texting me from there. She's going, how's it going? I said, we're tired. And she just texts me, we're tired? Like, just um, disbelief texting, like emojis? Because I don't think that's what she was expecting. She was probably expecting me going, ah, oh, fucking shit still. I was like, no, we're tired. And then, like, but then I said, no, no, we're goal down. Ah, oh, fuck, we're two goals down. Ah, oh, fuck, we're three goals down. So again, it was like, even after we'd just done all that hard work and we finally got in that game going, they rattle on three quick ones again, the deficit, deficit's back out. And it's just, oh my God. The inconsistencies of our game sometimes, and and that's footy, and they're a good team, so that they're, they're going to actually they are going to hit back. That's what they're going to do. But um, something again, that was probably one of the frustrations is that we, you know, when you get back to a tied position in that in that sense of the game, you hope there's a bit of a game plan around, knowing that they're right, they're going to they're going to hit back. But they're also a good team, so that's going to happen. Um, but that that incredible uh, fight back in the last quarter, um, that's probably the most there's been a lot of results. There's been a few results this year that I've been really proud of. Um, I mentioned the St Kilda one uh, a few weeks back when we were really decimated with the injuries, particularly in the small forward quadrant, as well as um, you know miss, still missing Butters and Dersma. That sending that squad across across to um, St Kilda against the St Kilda team that was really starting to find some form and getting some good wins. Uh, that was one of my, the, probably the result I'm still the most proud of so far this year. But this one's up there with. Um, how he fought back late in the game and the guys that stood up and everyone stood up. You know, everyone through the side stood up that that was out there and certainly um, I feel for Mitch Georgiades as well who would have wished he could have been out there for it. But, um, you know, Sam Mays was doing his utility thing that he's he's 
made his own role the super sub um he's uh he was out there making his presence known but it was it was your Bokes, Wines, and uh, Grays that stood up late and really made an impact, uh, as well as you know the likes of Marshall clearing that one off the line, um, spoiling that one over the line from Bailey Smith, right late there, and that was an incredible effort as well. But just really impressed with the the likes of Ollie Wines um, and Boke and Gray. It's your old head standing up, particularly that goal from Gray that clinched the result um, and got us ahead with a few, and there was still a fair bit of time left at that point. And that's uh, it's what makes the result so wonderful is that we got ourselves ahead, uh, didn't leave it too late, but then actually um, made sure to hold on to the result. But, you know, the Boke kick to Gray was just, oh, it was just a peach. You know, Boke gets it and, um, and just sees Gray kind of like, you know, just making his lead. He's found space out in the, kind of out in the pocket on a, just on the on your standard kind of um, angle out from goal, forty five degree, whatever it was, um, but just close enough in that it's uh, it's definitely great territory. That kind of kick, um, you back him in uh, nine times out, nine point nine times out of ten, really. It's it's rare that he he does he does have a miss in him, Gray. But it to be, particularly in those clutch moments, it's amazing that there's not many players that you actually trust more in that moment than you do like in the first quarter. You know, it might go the other way for many other players that. The pressure on them makes them, but pressure seems to just uh, make great, like steal Gray for the, the great moments. And certainly, we know he's had had his moments in the past. And this was another one, that's not after the siren, but um, just as important. And he just leant back and just slotted it through, and it was never in doubt. It wasn't. It wasn't even close to being like, oh, he's, you know, the goal. It's just the goalkeeper didn't have to. The goalkeeper. Goal umpire did just did not have to move, so it was a wonderful, uh, wonderful goal. And then just the the kick from Boke was just perfectly placed um, for um, Gray not to have to run out deep onto and create a worse angle on it. He just he just planted it up and just gave enough enough on it to um, for Gray to be able to get under it and get a comfortable sit on it. And he did have a defender coming in on him, and that was um, an incredible part of what Gray taking that mark too was um, he had to take the mark and then steal himself a contact almost simultaneously, and he did both great. And that's just what he, he's a veteran. He knows how to do that. And he's certainly been bang, banged around pretty well by defenders all his career. And that's just what you've got to do in those positions. But what Boke did with that kick was just make it um, leave, take all the work out of it for Gray. And all Gray had to do was um, just complete the mark. And then he had to go back and kick the goal. And he did. And a wonderful finish. And I lost my mind. Um, well, I'd lost my mind earlier that day, to be honest. We, we did some day drinking. So <laughs> it was. It was a, a day. Um, we went down, there's a local brewery just down the road. So we went down there, tried a few beers and brought a growler back and um, had a few more of those and we ordered pizza. And I think I put the, we put the St. Kilda prelim from 2004 DVD on the, on the TV and watched that beforehand just to get ourselves still. I don't know why because that's just stressful watching that even though it's lots of fun. This game was kind of somewhat reminiscent of it. Of it was, um, you know, St. Kilda in that 04 prelim got out to a fast start and then we had to crawl out uh, like claw our way back into the game and it was a bit back and forth both teams had their runs but then we had to get ahead late and it was it was a fair fair bit of time to go in that same kit that prelim back in 2004 when we did kick the go ahead and then we had to steal ourselves for the assault late, assault late on um just like we did the uh, on friday night against the bulldogs and and we certainly um did a wonderful job of that and and just that's a point of pride and you know we can uh, like i said I, d- I did i did talk a little bit about the uh the uh, nature of the game and the, the frustrations with the slow, slow starts and then the you know letting them get a run on when we finally got ourselves back into it all that stuff but 
The point is, we we got ourselves ahead by the end of the, the the important part of the day, and that's the main thing. And particularly against an opposi- op- opposition like this, is really important and uh, the perfect time to pass a test like that. Where, like I said at the start top of the pod, we'd been constantly looking to these games all year to um, kind of find out where we are against these kind of teams, and at times had, had just not had not seen enough. And then in this game, regardless of where the Bulldogs are in form at the moment, they're still a pretty good side, and we and we absolutely showed that we can handle finals pressure because the Bulldogs the Bulldogs had to win this game. As we know now, that they've finished out... So they, they win this game, they finished top four, and we were going to finish top four either way. It was just a matter of home final or not. But we... So the Bulldogs had all, probably really all the pressure on them and that, you know, you'd expect a team... To, and they were desperate. They were playing good footy at times and they were um, throwing everything at us. So to have that kind of finals-like pressure kind of game... Leading into the finals, and yes, we had one casualty of it, and Georgiades in his hamstring, which looks like it's going to be a few weeks, but hopefully just enough that um, he might be able to be in contention late into the finals, should we be there. Knock on wood, we will be. Um, but yeah, just a wonderful test for our side, uh, you know, beyond that Georgiades injury. Uh, nothing, as far as I know, that to speak of. We should be pretty fit and ready to go this week. Uh, so... A wonderful test and a test passed and a point of pride for us to, after this season and how up and down it felt and, you know, at times the the, the negatives were outweighing the positives and it felt like the world was crashing in depending on what, which loss it was after and we were wondering where we were going to finish and we thought, you know, at times it felt like we may just not be quite good enough to finish in the top four because depending on the time of year, it was Melbourne, Western Bulldogs, Geelong, Brisbane, Sydney, all looking like they were vying for the... It looked like it was six teams trying to fit into four at one point, but we stayed the course. And when other teams failed and faltered, at times in the chase of the top four, we found our found our groove and had a really strong finish to the season. And, and with this win, capped it off and finished top two. And that's a wonderful place to be. So, really proud of the effort and 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 what uh, the steel that the side showed. And between the young guns and the likes of Willem Drew and. Miles Bergman and, and Co. that we were having a really great game and Alir Alir again, recruited the year, um, having a great game as well. But the like I said, the likes of Wine, Spoken Grey, those kind of, those big names and Jonas as well in defence and, and certainly a lot of other names standing up where it counted. Every single player did and that's wonderful. But it is wonderful to see when you see Wine, Spoke and Grey as the three last goal scorers just shows that you know the class, the cream really rises to the top, and the class class shows out in the end. And that was a wonderful result. So we'll get into a little bit more of the nitty gritty about it, and um, and in a second, just have a quick break. Alrighty, so player performances on the night were wonderful. As I mentioned before, some old heads stood up, experienced heads, old heads, whatever you want to call it. Ollie Wines is certainly not not quite the old head yet, as far as the some of the te- players on the team goes, but he's right in the mix of being. Right in his prime, and he finished off the day with 34 disposals. Uh, an incredible game again from our, our midfield ball, who's just completed um, his best home and away season by far. And uh, in a game that's a lot of people were looking at um, pre-game, it was one of the, the storylines, the, the side storylines, the main storyline of certainly his team results and always his team results. But the Brownlow medal being a big part of our game and something we're all looking towards this year, and particularly when your team is good, you're always looking to see which team player could do that and we're looking at Ollie Wines as probably our main contender this year though you got to wonder what kind of votes Boke is going to be snagging from him at times being he is our, our best uh, vote getter by far otherwise in the AFL era so you know he's you know Wines finished on 34 disposals Boke finished on 31 both incredibly influential in the game and both had great last quarters when it, when it counted so it'll be interesting to see kind of 
how the votes shake out, you'd expect one of them to be three, one of them to be two. I can't really imagine. You know, Jack McRae was a top top disposal getter for the Bulldogs team. Maybe he'll sneak in for one. Hopefully, hopefully not two. As far as our hopes for the Brown and Medal count, but certainly, as far as players that are actually, you know, probably what we're thinking will be a direct. Uh, opponent to Ollie in the count. Uh, Marcus Bond and Paley was all the way down there and 15 disposals for the game. In, in, ineffectual on the game is really the way to put it. He just didn't have the impact we would have expected Marcus Bond and Paley, particularly on big games. He's become really a big game player this year and is a great player. I've got, um, I do respect and love Bond and Paley's game a lot. He's one of those players that on other teams you enjoy watching. He's a great player. But he was ineffectual in, the, in this game and, and is not getting a vote. And so, that storyline from the game is is an inter- interesting one. That um, in a game that some were tipping as a possible Brownlow tipping point, uh, Ollie's absolutely getting some votes out of the game. That game, whether it's uh, two or three, I'd, I'd expect it to be two or three. Um, I'd hope for three. Um, just being that, I think, and I think I said it on the night. Um, that goal from Ollie. Uh, there's a couple of a couple of plays I really loved out of this game, but that goal from Ollie. Uh, is probably my player of the day just because the movement he shows is kind of just everything about him and what he's doing this year. He's doing a lot of what we know is in his game. He's doing it more consistently with more uh, more confidence. You know, him dancing around a couple of players and then doing a check side, you know, banana kick from that far out um, and all, uh, kind of almost directly, in f- not directly in front, but pretty close to it, but just the way he was coming in and goal. Uh, it, it necessitated that exact kick in, the, in that exact moment for him to do that and have the you know the nows to do that is part of why you pay players like this to be in that position. Um, but it shows the confidence and and ability he is just um, oozing oozing out of him at the moment as far as his his abilities and how he's utilizing them at this current moment at this current juncture of his career. Everything's just coming together for him right now and. And to make that move, like I said, he kind of has to dance around a couple of dance past a couple of players, and then put that on the boot and finish it off at a time which was absolutely crucial. That started the run back. That was the first goal. That was the first goal of the three we needed to win that game at that point. Um, and there's just the stand up moments, and that's what the umpires who are doing these votes they look for those kind of moments in game. Those are the kind of things that are gonna, they're going to notice and remember. So I'm hoping, and I said that on the on the Twitter account the night that that's the kind of move that will uh, get him uh, some some votes and hopefully the crucial votes to get him across the line on the night. I have got no personal interest in this at all. I don't have I don't stand to win $800 if he wins the Brownlow, do I? Or maybe I do. Anyway, I would love it. Uh, the money the money doesn't matter. Though it would be a nice nice little <laughs> bonus. But um you know, it's just it's, it's just we do want to see. We want team success is the ultimate goal here. This is what we're playing as team sport. But um, you know the Brownlee Medal is a wonderful, uh, is a prestigious part of our competition, and uh, we want to see. We'd love to see a Port Adelaide player win it. If so, it, it can happen. So that's why it's just a wonderful storyline from this game. Is that it does look like, if it's coming down to the last round, you'd have every, um, you know, who knows? I've seen Brownlee counts where you see players that come in. People say, oh, this player, this player's had a good year. And they get like ten votes just because they, the, you don't realize the umpires actually just didn't start noticing them until later in the year when you were talking about them. Robbie Gray was one back in 2014 because Robbie had a great year and everyone started talking about him and there was only the the votes he only started getting the votes later in the year and um, partly probably because he <laughs> that was when the people started talking about him maybe he was getting noticed more. Boke ended up getting finishing second that year to uh, th- was that year was that the Matt Prittis year that might have been the Matt Prittis year so it was like no one that wasn't expected um, so 
who knows how it'll go. But if it does come down to the last round and Ollie's needing some votes to win it, or, um, he's certainly going to be in them. So that's wonderful and a, a great result from that game. Uh, beyond the fact that the team result that we did need and want. So I will play that goal because I just, I just love this goal. It's, my, it's absolutely my play of the day. Um, it's closely followed by the Boak kick to uh, to Gray because I think that just that that moment because they, they kind of you have to tumble the ball forward and I think it's um, there's a couple, little, little bit of tumbling forward that happens in the in the center square and then it gets to Boak and he just has the, the absolutely wherewithal and, and smarts and nows. And abilities and skills to uh, execute that perfect kick to uh, Gray that I did describe a bit earlier as to, as to how that all came about. But as far as just my favourite play of the day, I just love that goal. It's aesthetically pleasing from Wines. Um, certainly when you got your midfield ball in such form, um, check-siding a goal like that from, um, from that far out is just aesthetically pleasing to watch as a fan. And uh, like I said, it was the start of the run, run home, the, the run home we needed to get the, get the result done as well as uh, potentially crucial in the Brownlow. So a lot going into it and just a wonderful goal, a wonderful moment, and I cheered very loudly after all my beers. Inside 50 just finds Boak. Boak wants to go quick, he does. Rosie had got through his legs, shoveled the one backwards, and fine found Wines, and that will do. What a kick. Beautiful from Ollie Wines. Exactly what Port Adelaide needed. And this game ain't done. Absolutely exactly what we needed in that moment. And that's really what it was. It was that moment and when that goal was kicked. It, Like I said, it was aesthetically pleasing to watch. Um, but in the moment, it was just this kind of the inspirational leader moment thing that is just required. And I think... At that point of the game, we were playing we were playing good footy all through, all through that game, apart from the little runs we let them get on. They really only had two runs. It was at the start of the game, and then after we got back tied in the third quarter, they got those three in a row again to extend the lead. Apart from that, they really didn't have run. They were scoring goals intermittently apart from that, and we were really on top of them. And if Wines hadn't scored that, that particular goal at that particular moment, I still think there was one last charge in us, but it was perfectly timed in the sense of the goal it was, the like I said, the aesthetically pleasing aspects of it, as well as just the player it was. It was your guy that's been um, really taking a step up this year. All year, he steps up in the moment. Um, and he kind of, I said dance pass plays. He more just sells some candy as there's two players converging on him. Um, and then he just uh, quickly drops it on the boot for that check side from that far out. But just or everything that goes into that just is um, a wonderful example of what uh, leadership and, and taking, your, taking your chances and making them count in, in crucial moments of the game. Because if he'd done that earlier in the game, it doesn't have the same impact it does at that point. It's, it's great if he'd done it earlier. If we'd done a lot of that stuff earlier, we would maybe be not in the position to need it anyway. But if you're going to be in that position anyway, if that's what's just going to happen in the, in, in the flows and trends and ups and downs and waves of footy, then you want your players and the, the players like Ollie Wines in that moment to stand up with that kind of goal. So... A wonderful goal and a wonderful moment in a wonderful game that um, ended up <laughs> in providing wonderful results towards um, how our was, season was to end up shaking up. So, yeah, to wrap up, um, sorry about the squeak there. I need to fucking oil my the boom arm for my microphone or something like that. It's just very squeaky. Um, but, yeah, to wrap up, look, we've finished the home and away season. Uh, 23 games, have, well, 22 games, 23 rounds have come and gone incredibly quickly. Uh, it's... It doesn't feel like that long ago that I was uh, watching the Kangaroos game while I was at work and then uh, going to the first game of the season against Essendon in the sunny and getting sunburnt as fuck and 
here we are. It's uh, it's been a long, it's been a long season at times, and certainly uh, almost more unpredictable as far as COVID goes. Certainly, we're still dealing um, heavily with the ramifications of that, and we still don't even know where the grand final is going to be yet. So, there's a lot to play out in that front, and probably this year is more than last year has been really unpredictable with the COVID stuff, just because it's. Uh, that kind of trying to find your way out of it as well as but still doing the public health things it's made it like this season's been a lot harder to deal with because we felt like we're back to normal at times and it suddenly gets ripped away from you and stuff like missing brokes 300th game and all that stuff has been quite heartbreaking at times and quite uh difficult on the you know the mental health and and you and you just excitement for the game but uh we we plod along and keep plodding along and this team, no matter what uh, is going on, has been doing us proud. And that's something to be, you know, it's just so happy about and, and enjoy and take in. And yes, it's frustrating that we can't get to the games. And it's frustrating that we've just found out tonight that we're going to have 15,000. It's going to be a Friday night uh, qualifying final against Geelong. Uh, 15,000 uh, is all we're going to be allowed in. So, we, it, it, which is crazy because we had, I think, 25,000 in this time last year for the qualifying final against Geelong. So somehow a year later, we've lost 10,000 because of the the um, frustratingly uh, stagnant uh, approach to uh, finding a way out of the, or finding a way to deal with COVID in our country. But it is what it is. It's what we, where we're at and we can't, unfortunately we can't change it. So we just got to um, grit, our, grit our teeth and bear it. And like I said, be proud of what our team's doing because beyond all this, they're, they're doing the, you know, same day wake up, get on a plane, fly to different states to do play games at times and doing all these things and playing Bokes 300 to, uh, as an away game and having to get out of Dodge quickly for that. And they've just taken it in their stride. And St Kilda, again, a few weeks before that was the same thing. They've done they've done so much for us and we've got to keep doing the same thing for them, um, be there for the team this this week and, and enjoy it and be uh, proud of the efforts they've done so far. They've really laid left everything on the table and uh, got themselves a second place finish, which is an incredible result um, to back up last year. Uh, we've, we've come to this year and done just as well, which um, when we look back to 2014 and our response to 2014 with our 2015 season was quite disappointing. So what we've done differently this time is we've, you know, finished top in 20, 2020. We're actually backed up the next year and had just as good a season. We've got ourselves in just as good a position to uh, play our deep into finals. So, that's something that we haven't done under the Ken Hinckley era before. Um, backed up two in two great seasons, two top two finishes, two home qualifying finals. We have, haven't done that um, since the, uh, the the Mark Williams era, actually, um, and, that, and that those two thousand and one through two thousand and four years, uh, and particularly um, the record this year of seventeen and five is equal uh, is the same as our record that we. Had in two thousand and four, um, as a seventeen and five this year is our best record since the seventeen seventeen and five in two thousand and four. Obviously, last year was pretty good as far as winning percentage goes. We we're fourteen and three, um, but obviously wins. Uh, it was a shorter season. So, as far as we're comparing uh, normal seasons or as normal as this one has been uh, to twenty two game season comparisons, uh, we've uh, just hit a equal best finish since two thousand and four. So that's a good omen. As someone on Twitter, okay, I apologize, I can't remember your which Twitter account it was, but I remember they replied also and said, we also, Australia also had 17 gold medals in 2004 at Athens, uh, which was our record then, and uh, we equaled that this year with a great, so a lot of little omens, knock on wood. I don't believe, you know, I don't actually believe in those superstition there, but I do like that stuff. It's great stuff to hold on to and, and take into it. And if we're, and if knock on wood, we can get for, get through and, uh, and do the unthinkable, then um, that'll be a great little trivia question in the future as well. But until that point, we've, we've there's plenty of work to do. But 
there's a lot of things to be proud of as well. We should look at those achievements and, and be proud of them. This doesn't mean rest on your laurels. Just, you know, do acknowledge the good things that are happening as they're happening. You know, you, you've got to enjoy it as it's happening as well. It's part of the journey. So um, it is a wonderful thing to look back on and just look at the season as it's been. And it, it is our best season, our best regular season uh, since 2004. And uh, we all know that how that year ended. So let's enjoy that. Enjoy what we've done to this point. And uh, then look forward to... And a few days from now, or five days from now, we'll be um, back in the trenches doing it all again in a big, massive qualifying final. So I will be back later this week with a preview for that one. Looking forward to it immensely. Um, also, keep an eye out at dropping at the same time as this. I might put an intro at the start of this as well to say that there's a there's another podcast dropping um, with uh, Ryan Dengel from the Bear Down Report, as well as um, you'll see noted know him on Twitter as BDR Dengel. He's a, a Port fan from Chicago and a massive part of the Port family on Twitter and, and a great bloke. And he was um, um, so, such a pleasure to, and a privilege, privilege to have him join me on the Creedcast and chat a bit, a bit about his journey to discovering Port Adelaide and becoming a Port Adelaide fan, as well as um, his thoughts um, on the season thus far and, and, and how it's going and how it's looking forward as well. So... Yeah, wonderful to have Ryan on the podcast and um, yeah, look out for that one. It'll be dropping at a similar time to the, as this review is as well. Um, so, but yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, cheers. I just appreciate anyone that's listening and, and keeping up with it and, and supporting the supporting the podcast, supporting the page and all that stuff. And uh, keep an eye as well. There'll be some merch items dropping uh, finally um, on their website in the next couple of days. So looking forward to that. Just the usual, you know, a few stickers and badges and just little things that we do. So, Looking forward to that. But um, until then, uh, cheers, guys. Khan the pair. Be proud of this team so far. It's been an incredible journey to this point. And, um, yeah, just take a moment to reflect. Just a small moment. Reflect on the season. It's been a great one so far. And then steal yourselves for this week because we're going to fucking need to be loud. So let's go. Khan the pair.